Flying Bull Productions presents Lab, Literature, and Film. Welcome to the special edition of Laugh. Laugh goes to the Oscars. Today's film is director John Crowley's critically acclaimed 1950s period drama, Brooklyn. Boasting impressive acting performances from Saoirse Ronan as young lass Ailish, Emery Cohen as her Italian working class boyfriend Tony, and Donald Gleason as Jim Farrell, this movie effectively captures the Irish immigrant experience and examines the intense conflict between responsibility and romance. In addition to Best Picture, the film earned two other Oscar nominations for Best Actress and Best Adapted Screenplay for Nick Hornby, based on Colm Toybin's novel of the same name. Join us as the Laugh Podcast takes the long, arduous journey by freighter to and from Ireland to review the film, Brooklyn. Good stuff. Yeah. Slap podcast. This is our uh, British award-winning film. It won the outstanding prize for British film in uh, at the current BAFTA Awards. It's up for three Oscars, as Mr. Anderson indicated, and one of them is Best Picture. That's why we're doing the show today. Uh, this movie may be the third highest ranked movie for me of the eight Oscar nominations. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I just did my list recently, and I looked at it, and I thought, wow, I like this movie a lot. And I like it a lot better than I would have expected, because I saw Brooklyn in the middle of a a triple feature. It was bookended by Room and Macbeth. Mm-hmm. And as I was watching the movie about halfway in, I thought, wow, this is pretty good. This might be This might become my favorite movie of the three. I was still holding out hope for Macbeth, though. And that was right. It turned out to be my favorite movie of the three. Um, what was your takeaway of the movie Brooklyn? Uh, I enjoyed Brooklyn quite a bit. I was surprised how much I liked it. Generally, I don't care for these immigrant stories. I know one of your favorite films from either last year or the year before was The Immigrant. It's my top ten. Uh, that stuff just never really appealed to me a whole lot. I'm not Irish, so I don't really care about seeing what Ireland was a uh, hundred years ago. Just none of that's really got me going. But not quite a hundred years. It's the 1950s, so I thought it was like 1915. This no, movie set no. in 1950s. Yeah. All right, I'm wrong. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> seems 1950s younger. Brooklyn, huh? All right, I still don't care about Ireland <laughs> All right, in so the 1950s. Um. But yeah, I the like immigrant the, was said back then. Yeah, I, yeah. I like the whole cast though of this film. It, everyone did a nice job. The movie never got preachy. It never really. Uh, I mean, I could tell all the beats that were coming, but it just did a nice job of telling the story. The story you know, unfolds. Uh, yeah, of Sarsa Rowan's character, Ellis Lacey, a young Irish immigrant. Ailish. Ailish. Yeah, and it's Sersha. 
Search. You're gonna have problems with these oh, yeah. Irish pronunciations. Oh, I'm going to butcher it. It's Search gonna be a good show. Yeah, it's just surprising we don't have a drinking game version of this show. <laughs> uh, well, you got Emery Cohen who plays Tony, so you probably got that name. Ah, uh, Tony, I like yeah. Tony. Don Gleason plays Jim Farrell. That's pretty easy to say. Yeah, as long as I don't look at the name right now on a piece of paper. He is. He's a strong contender for Actor of the Year for the Laugh Podcast. Yeah. He's been in a ton of movies. Probably the only thing that you don't like about him is he was in that Star Wars movie. I didn't like Ed's Machina a whole lot either. Yeah, you didn't hate it as didn't much as... It, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's still a top top half of the movies you saw. No, I think he's a talented actor. I've liked him in a lot of things that I've seen him in over the years. He stays busy. Yeah, man. That dude has uh, got a heck of a work ethic. I like that about him. <laughs> Emery Cohen, the guy that played Tony, her uh, Italian boyfriend, her husband, right? Yeah, she marries We're going to go ahead and spoil everything in these podcasts. We're not waiting for spoilers, are we? Apparently not more than five minutes. <laughs> he was in Place Beyond the Pines, and he looked very different. He was not appealing. Mm-hmm. He's just creepy, and he played that part really well, and it made that movie. A lot of people didn't like that movie, Place Beyond the Pines, especially that section. I thought that section was pretty affecting because I've recognized some characteristics of students that I have in this guy. He was like really creepy and smarmy. And he also had a motivation that um, was underneath the character, played underneath the character. In mm-hmm. this movie, he's, I think he's really appealing. He seems like a good guy. He reminded me of a young Marlon Brando. Like I think he could play Marlon Brando if they did a biopic of him. Wow. So that, just, that, he just had, sort of had that, mm, I don't know, bearing. Hmm. Uh, Julie Waters, who plays Mrs. Kehoe, the mm-hmm. woman who is the, uh, I guess, the boarding house director or directress. She's going to be reprising that role for a BBC America television series. Ooh, my wife's going to be excited about that. She likes a lot of those BBC shows. Did she like Brooklyn? Did she see Brooklyn? She hasn't seen it yet. I keep telling her that we need to sit down and watch that. I think that might even have a chance of drawing my interest. I might sit and watch the the BBC. I know Mrs. Um, Kehoe. I don't even know what the movie's going to be called. It might even be called Brooklyn, for all I know. My yeah, my wife's looking for something new after Downton Abbey is done. Well, she might have to wait a couple of years or a year at least. Yeah, you got to strike while sure. the iron's hot, though, with a movie like Brooklyn. If it if it gets some Oscar. Buzz, which I suppose it already has. Saoirse Ronan is nominated for Best Actress and uh, the Best Adapted Screenplay. So this has three Oscar nominations. Mm-hmm. I've liked the Saoirse Ronan since uh, we saw Hannah back in 2011. Mm-hmm. She was real strong in that. Um, she had this bit part in the Grand Budapest Hotel that I thought was pretty good. Um, then what else did I see her in? Oh, uh, I saw her in How I Live Now. Which is right, a little yeah. like dystopian I, I type watch, thing. I watch that. uh, that's a good little film that she's been in. She she's made a lot of smart choices as an actress. She's been able to show her range, not get pigeonholed in anything. Mm-hmm. I think she's ready to have a breakout year. Maybe not this year, but I'd say in the next two years, she's one of the hot actresses. She could be up there in Jennifer Lawrence territory. Apparently, she read this book, Brooklyn, several years ago and just fell in love with it. So she's part of the, I mean, she was just really excited to see it being made. I was going to say that she might be part of the production behind it, but I'm not sure if that's entirely accurate. Of those three nominations, uh, I would say Best Motion Picture, 
is probably the going to be the hardest for them to win. Um, best performance by an actress is going to be pretty difficult too, given the fact that uh, Brie Larson's won a lot and Brie Larson uh, pretty much has that down for the room. Gotten the other uh, yeah. awards from other places, but this has a chance for best writing of an adapted screenplay. It was adapted by uh, Nick Hornby from a novel by Colm Tobin, mm-hmm. which uh, self same or same novel that uh, Nick Hornby wrote uh, High Fidelity. And also, yeah, well, I don't think he wrote the screenplay, but he wrote the novel for Fever Pitch, yeah, which one, uh, one I thought my, was awesome. One of my favorite rom coms. Yeah, he they, also wrote last year's favorite rom coms. I don't know. He wrote a screenplay last year, uh, Wild, with Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, that a lot of really people like were that, really yeah. excited about. So he's an up-and-coming uh, writer in Hollywood. Tony really liked it. Really and then uh, the director, I don't think we've mentioned yet, John Crowley, he's done movies like Closed Circuit. He did two episodes of True Detective. I think he's going to be in demand after of the, this film. Yeah, second season of True Detective. Yeah. Um, and, so, he, and those were probably two of the better episodes. Right. I don't know which ones they were, and I don't remember. Uh, I didn't look it up, but... I think they were the last two episodes. And just from a directorial standpoint, they were pretty good. And, I mean, there's some story holes and there's some character mm-hmm. stuff that I don't think you can blame him for. But as a director, his ability to tell a story and to tell it visually is pretty strong, I feel. Yeah, but this movie doesn't need to be a movie. <laughs> it doesn't need it to does, be. I mean, it's like, a when, I think around... In the 1990s, 94, I saw a movie called Nobody's Fool. I recommended it a few weeks ago, eh, maybe three or four months ago on a We Laugh. has uh, Paul Newman in it, Melanie Griffith. And I realized at that time that you could, it, was, it wasn't until that time, which is, I, know, I was in my late 20s, that I realized that you could appreciate a movie or a film on the same level that you could a short story or a book. And you could analyze it, break it down for its parts, like you would other pieces of great literature. This was around the time when I first started writing the uh, curriculum for what eventually became literature and film. So this movie reminds me of that experience. That movie, nobody's nobody's fool, because it it's like a book. It's it reminds me of reading a book and then seeing that that depth or feeling the the depth of the characters and the depth of their decisions and things of that nature but visually aside from some of the production values it didn't it doesn't seem to be operating in the same arena as say the revenant or uh fury road or even uh bridge of spies for that matter maybe even room i mean you could make an argument the subject matter is not as serious but for the story it sets out to tell, it does that. I mean, well, I'm not it, talking about subject matter. I was talking about cinematography, visually. Oh I, no, I think I felt like I was in the 1950s, even if I thought it was earlier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, th- I thought the movie was filmed very well. Uh, I, yeah, thought, I guess you're missing my point. It seems I, more like a movie. I book mean, The Revenant just has a grander palette to work with, right? You know, it, it inherently you're going to be drawn more towards that or, you know, Mad Max. Having 40 cars running through the desert is going to be more interesting than watching a girl work at the uh, counter at what, like a Macy's type store? Right, yeah. Who's, I was getting it mixed up with Carol, but 
Yeah, you're right. They're both shop girls, I think. Yeah, so... But it's able to tell its story. It transports you into its world very effectively, which is what cinematography is supposed to do. Yeah, all right. So... I, I just didn't seem to stick out in terms of that kind of... Like, you could have... The same story could have been told on a... I don't know, a BBC TV production, perhaps. Possibly. I do think this movie was helped by the fact that neither of us went into it having heard much about the film. We both saw this pretty early into award season. And oh, I know yeah, I, I didn't read much ago. about it. I saw it a couple of weeks after you did, and you hadn't said much to me about it. And I just saw it was in theaters, knew you know, I had some time to kill, so I went and watched it. And I was like, wow, that is just a solid film. I'm trying to think. If people had told me, oh, yeah, this is going to be nominated for Best Picture, I may have set my bar a little too high then. I think this is also a movie that people will discover in years to come and just go, wow, it's it's a nice, solid little film. It's quite the respite from some of the other movies that we've had to watch and review recently. Well, there's so many. Yeah, Deadpool being the last film <laughs> right. we talked about. But there are so many movies we go and see and we have high expectations for them and they don't meet them. Uh, you know, for me, it was that Smock and I, a couple of weeks ago, we were excited to go watch Jane Got a Gun. And then, yeah, you know, that weird. one... I don't even think it knew it had to jump to clear a bar. It was trying to dig a tunnel. It was so low. It's nice to just see a quality picture where there's not really much to nitpick negatively about this film. I didn't fall asleep. That's a huge bonus. <laughs> this movie, I did not fall asleep. And you're saying this was the middle of a triple feature for you? Yeah. Wow. Yep. And eh, it was good. I'm glad. I went and saw it. This is a very satisfying movie for me. What was your favorite part? Favorite part? Oh, I like her uh, at the dinner table with her uh, Italian boyfriend's family. Right. And the, the little uh, brother yeah. who just says whatever is on his mind. Some of the best scenes this year happened around dinner tables. Hey, how did you learn to eat spaghetti like that? I've been taking lessons. Lessons? Like like in a class? You can do that. Maybe I could teach it. <laughs> no, no. Um, Diana, who lives in the boarding house with me, cooked me some spaghetti and made me try and eat it without making a mess. So, uh, what do you eat in Ireland? Just Irish stew? Not just. We... So, first of all, I should say that we don't like Irish people. Hey, hey, Frankie. what? What? We don't. That is a well-known fact. Why, Frankie? Because a big gang of Irish beat Maurizio up and he had to get stitches. And because all the cops around here are Irish, nobody did anything bad. Uh, there's probably two sides to it. I might have said something I shouldn't. You know, I, I can't remember now. No, because they beat you up. Anyway, they probably weren't all Irish. No, they just had red hair and big legs. All right. Um, excuse us. <laughs> All I can say in his defense is he's the only one I also get a college education. If you can keep his mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tony tells me you go to college. Oh, just night classes. I want to be a bookkeeper. I like working in the shop well enough, but I don't want to be there forever. Good. I'm sorry, Eilish. I'm an idiot. I'm a rude idiot. Francis Ford Coppola, he's talked about a lot of times when he's having actors practice against character, he has them eat a meal together in character because he feels that at a table eating food is when you really come out in the part and you show who you are and you see so much of character dynamics in that. Uh, scene stealing scene by his little younger brother. 
or scene stealing act, action actor mm-hmm. actoring acting. Uh, like to see him in something else, like a little kid. See if he funny. can capture that uh, magic in a bottle again. What was your least favorite part of the movie? That it had to end. <laughs> I had some um, problems with it. If anything was a little too bad, it was the ending where she gives advice to the other immigrant girl about how to act and carry herself. Same yeah. advice that she got earlier. Well, she didn't even get all of that advice, but really? she's grown wiser. She get she gets some, and some uh-huh. of it she gets from her life experience. Yeah, that was, but that wasn't as heavy handed as the ending of the book ending in Bridge of Spies. I agree, Spielbergian. But I was just like, it. oh, that's a little pat. I didn't think the movie had enough conflict and evil in it. In fact, there wasn't any evil necessarily. I don't think that that woman qualifies the woman that that has a little gossip on her. I don't think that she qualifies as being evil, even though she's she's going to try to, you know, discredit her in some way. I think oh, that's I a think... function of of her own that that woman's own peccadillas as a character. But she's not. A, I don't want to say she's an evil character. The the choices that uh, Elish or Elish has to make are like choosing between a a pillow and a couch i think i said this before like it's going to be a pretty soft landing she's going to be happy with either life <laughs> right it's not going to be a bit, like uh yeah you could leave your husband and just stay in ireland and that's a pretty horrible thing to do It'll reflect poorly on your character but it's not your life isn't going to be in you know it's, it's not going to be total degradation mm-hmm. no matter what that shopkeeper has to say so i don't know her choices just seem to uh, you're choosing between two very simple things or very easy things. So it just didn't seem to have, I don't know. It wasn't cutting enough. Uh, I mean, I, I can see that argument and I guess we don't get enough of the interactions between her and her mother. And when she chooses her American life, she's really shutting the door on the Irish side in all of those years she spent in Ireland. Right. She she is saying to her old family, I'm leaving you guys and I am going with this Italian husband of mine and, starting a completely new life that's probably a harder decision than the movie makes it seem like yeah. <laughs> probably right so but overall a solid little film i'm Good glad movie. that it's getting the buzz for like best picture what did you think of today's review did the guys get it right or are you wondering what movie they watched send in your review by emailing the show at the laugh podcast at gmail.com tweeting at the laugh podcast or messaging us on facebook.com backslash the laugh podcast we will read the best ones on a future show this next movie that we're going to be talking about next week or next show yeah next show probably two days from now yeah whenever it drops is is got an inside track on best picture and some other nominations too so uh nominations for awards uh the big the short. Big short. Yeah. Yeah. Students nickname for me. Mention that. <laughs> nice. nice. All right. Good. So uh, for Mr. Two Frames over there. Pleasure. I'm the L Train Poxy Bonum, everybody. There be dragons. <laughs> <laughs>